0: Let's do this, Dylan. Boom. Pro Wrestling Review starts whenever I want it to start. YOLO! My name is Dylan Gott. I'm John Hastings. Let's talk about how we've said our names so many times in this podcast because of the intro. Let's get to it. Barry Darso, (laughs) coming at your dicks.
1: Barry Darso is, I think, one of the most underappreciated... I think we should... We'll be reviewing a lot of very underappreciated guys, and I believe he is one of those guys... You have to understand in current wrestling, people are trained to play one character and they do it well. Barry Darso <laughs> played eight. <laughs> he was one of the he more was. Ver-
0: he was the versatile power bottom of eighties pro wrestling. <laughs> Gave from power from the bottom. Was he ever thought of to be the champ? Negatory. Did he always make it? Sort of into the first three matches and then did a weird thing, yes. Also, his body changed with each uh, pro wrestling gimmick. We'll start off Crusher Khrushchev, classic 80s creative. Um, where's he from? Minnesota. Russia. Get in there.
1: <laughs> well, he that was the gimmick, right? He was...
0: New dude booted. I'm from Russia,
1: man. <laughs> he was the thing they do to make it, like, not real. Like how the Sheik and Nikolai Volkov were managed by Freddie Blassie. (laughs) Oh my god, I love. Let me say this about Freddie Blassie. He actually made his debut as as the Tsar Mango. Oh my god. Tsar Mango. Not since they made Albert a Chinese man. (laughs) Yeah, they really. (laughs) He's from Asia, so he's a stereotypical Japanese man. Also, he shaves his chest now because we don't want people chanting about that. (laughs) Yeah,
0: also gross, right, guys? Anyway. What are we gonna do an Albert episode? God, that will be a we- like an Albert slash Draws episode where their gimmick was they pierced people in the ring.
1: <laughs> I think that Albert, if he hadn't have had that weird gimmick, basically his whole gimmick was I'm a dick piercing, would have been fine. Yeah, he was just a big, tough, lumbering guy. The problem was is that he would have been a perfect '80s power heel,
0: but he was in the late '90s, yeah. and they couldn't really put him like you're not gonna put that guy against Steve Austin. Because Steve Austin just sort of was like he just beat the shit out of him like behind the scenes, go in the ring stunner. But like for Hulk Hogan, Albert would have been a fucking problem. But we're not here to talk about dick piercings. We're here to talk about someone who pierced the dick of life, Barry Darso.
1: He pierced the dick of life. With debuted his as, as the Zar words. Mango. That sounds
0: like a weird slang for Coke. <laughs> Yo, bro, we did some Zar Mango last night. Zar
1: Mango. He debuted in Hawaii. Before shorts didn't New Zealand, where I'm sure he was just like, I'm an aboriginal guy, and everyone was like, We hate that. Yeah. Even though we cheer for them. Yeah.
0: I'm all black, but not in the way you like. What? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm all black in the bad way. People from Australia and New Zealand, you got weird stuff about that. No,
0: not New Zealand. New Zealand is actually quite liberal. They've had gay marriage since like nineteen eighty two. Really? No, it's not that early, but like in like the mid nineties, they were like, Yeah. Let the queers marry. Who gives
1: a fuck? (laughs) Yo, man, that's too early for that. What? (laughs) Yeah, it's too early. It's It's not too early. Aren't civil unions enough for you people? It's embarrassing. That's going to be on my tombstone.
0: It's the idea of, like, if you look back, if, like, in 100 years we are going to be the slave owners of, like, people are going to look back and be like, what a bunch of fucking idiots. Like, it took them so long to figure out there was nothing wrong with that. Also, the legalization of weed, when everyone starts doing that and every country just makes so much money and we become really docile in the West because everyone's stoned off their gourd, what a time it'll be.
1: (laughs) I don't know if everyone will be stoned off their gourd. I think it'll just be like, just a bunch of losers. It's an estimated, it's billions of dollars. Oh, 100%.
0: Colorado went from like 38th in terms of revenue to number one in six months. Brinks tripled its profits because of federal laws you can't put weed money in banks so Brinks just had to just send buy a bunch of extra armed cars and now they just drive around Colorado cities with the weed money because they can't put it anywhere else but just in an armored car.
1: Jesus Christ. Yeah. That must be a pretty fucking sweet job.
0: I don't know. That would be... The problem is that it's on the news. Like if I was a armed robber I'd be like well next stop Boulder first stop gun store next stop Boulder (laughs)
1: Colorado have you ever seen a Brinks truck though when they fucking change out yeah man and those guys are just like talking about yesterday's sports news but they have like AK 40s or like no fucking M14s I saw they one have
0: the best guns from Grand Theft Auto. I saw one of the weirdest things ever. Four o'clock in the mo- No, it was earlier. Then. It was at three o'clock in the morning in Montreal when I was walking to my morning radio job. Super late. You know your life is shit when you're late for work and it's 3 a.m. <laughs> and I'm walking to work and there was a truck wedged under the entrance to a um, to get onto the highway. Like someone had just taken a Mack truck and wedged it into the back. And I was like, that's fucking weird. And then this Brinks truck like comes rolling up and it sees it and just runs the stop sign does a u-turn and guns it the wrong way up a one way and just disappears and i was like holy shit i could have seen a heat style robbery <laughs> i would have been the homeless man in that i think i saw him go that way boys <laughs> al pacino would have showed up and just she had a huge ass they disabled the subway cameras <laughs>
1: Pacino. Fun fact he about uh,
0: Heat, uh, Al Pacino's playing that character really erratic because in an earlier draft of the script, uh, the guy was a cocaine addict, but he uh, decided not to deviate from his character even though he prepared him to be a cocaine addict, which is why he just behaves ridiculously rudely <laughs> all the time.
1: <laughs> That's really good.
0: Yeah, like he boots a TV out of a car. You know he used to boot
1: things out of things? Barry Darso. He anyway. used to boot the shit out of jobbers, maybe. He actually... Uh, that's the thing. I just want to. I want to speak on this for a sec. This guy had eight gimmicks. He was also trying to remember some of these. Well, basically, there's only one. You'll be like, oh yeah. Uh, there's Mister Hole in One, Repo Man, obviously Demolition Smash, Blacktop Bully. I up? love the
0: Blacktop Bully. We're going to talk a lot about the Blacktop Bully here in a second. Crusher Khrushchev.
1: That was just yeah. That was. But then I Mango.
0: Like, then wait, that's six. What are the other two? Barry Darso. Barry Darso. <laughs> forgot about that. Seven.
1: Uh, crusher Darso. Who's Cr- when was he Crusher Darso? Oh, I was guess. His
0: second gimmick. Just a guy named Crusher Darso? Like,
1: he, three years in the industry, had already had three gimmicks. Holy fuck. They were like, all right, you're a czar? And he was like, okay. Well, and that was also like, the Now the- you're a crusher? And they're like, okay. Now you're a communist sympathizer. Okay. But that
0: was also the benefit of the territory days where you could really reinvent a guy and they could find something that really worked. Like fucking Nikolai Volkov, uh, not Nikolai Volkov, or Nikita, uh, Nikita Koloff hmm. fucking went for that gimmick. He's a man from Minnesota who didn't speak English for 10 years and couldn't cash his checks because he didn't <laughs> know how to say like deposit in Russia. Russian, so he just kept his checks in his room and was really poor for a while. <laughs> until they, like, a, an employee of Jim Crockett Promotions went with him to the bank to cash the checks. Like,
1: here's what I like about that. It sounds like he's like, whoa, that guy was really protecting the business. When in reality, he just didn't, like, read any russian apparently like he didn't get one russian person to be like how do you fucking say deposit
0: but it's also it's the midst it's the height of the cold war and in like the early 80s that thing was heating up again they were gonna fucking go for it really yeah we had ronald reagan being like they're the evil empire you know how to solve them we'll kill them the baby fuckers And they're like we're not baby fuckers like
1: yeah yeah heard it before and like <laughs> We're going to bomb them all. Why? Because I put a fridge in the middle of a field. Oh, no. But they couldn't I've, find... What's funny is I they couldn't find... don't know where my wife is. Who am I?
0: They couldn't find one fucking Russian guy to perform as a Russian guy. Like... No. Fucking Nik, uh, Nikita, guy from Minnesota. Uh,
1: Ivan, guy from Quebec. Italian need, guy from Quebec. Because they need someone to be angry. You can't have a Russian guy out there being like... What are you talking about? The United States is bad. If you, they got the equivalent of like an Ivan
0: Drago, that guy was so terrifying. The way that they build Ivan Drago and Rocky IV is exactly how you do a Russian villain. How they have Rusev? Rusev's fucking great, although now they've backed off of it and he's Bulgarian and it's annoying.
1: Well, he always was Bulgarian. He was the Bulgarian brute and then he was like, I like Russia. And then they're like, I'm from Bulgaria again. Yeah.
0: I'm also marrying this hot slice named Lana. Much oh. to the chagrin of everybody.
1: Splitting that slit open. Oh, God. Oh, <laughs> oh, just taming that slat. <laughs> All right, Crusher Cruz. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: great fucking a great fucking late '80s heel laugh. By the way, let me tell you how Kogan we're gonna break you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Everything about me is bad. I write the word "fuck" to my grandma, and then she sends back, like, "What, Kevin?" And I write, "Whore." That's it. <laughs> What
0: um what I'm trying to say is that he, we get uh, Demolition. Demolition, the greatest rip-off ba- uh, band ever.
1: I feel really bad that we're going to just talk about his Fed stuff because
0: he had... No, no, th- we'll talk about the blacktop bully. We'll talk about Mr. Hole-in-One. No,
1: his Fed stuff was the blacktop bully. He was blacktop bully in the Fed.
0: No, he wasn't. He was blacktop bully in fucking WCW. Are you mental? That was against Dustin Runnels. That's when they had the um, King of the Road match where they fought behind a truck.
1: Oh, yeah, me so solid. And they
0: got fired because they both bled, and their argument was well, the reason why we bled is we were two men in the back of a truck covered in hay, you fucking assholes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Fuck. I thought the blacktop bully. No, you're. Because he was only in the no, Fed. There was a bully. There was some other bully that was in the Fed in like the early 90s. I forget. Yeah, his name's Vince McMahon, and he's <laughs> in the back telling people to eat shit. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to puke. Anyway. Fuck Linda. Fucker! Fuck, Linda. Linda. Is that? Well, oh man, we're just another couple people with bad Vince, or Vince McMahon impressions. I think
0: our Vince McMahon impressions are all right. Like it's no JP sorrow. <laughs> Jesus oh by the way ladies and gentlemen If you are listening to The Laps Fan I want you to know we've declared war on that podcast <laughs> JP Sorrow can fuck off He's the least funny person Talking from someone who's recorded many episodes of this podcast Some funnier than the others But we know that they're not funny And we don't fucking drown on for five fucking minutes Here's the thing <sighs> uh, uh, What you're gonna do Pat is We're gonna get a pineapple
1: And then some sort of weird other alliteration we literally talk about it, which we don't like that podcast too much. But also, we've never brought it up on the show. They got a lot of good... I'm talking about Off off Air. We have different personalities. The Cream Pie Kids. We, Cream Pie, everybody. Devilish is brought in basically as like ro- the Road Warriors, but kind of, but please.
0: Yeah, it's the Road Warriors at an S&M club. They're basically the East Coast Road Warriors because Road Warriors are very much Southern West Coast. Football pads, spikes... They fuck you, but it's still missionary, but it's rough. Unlike Demolition, which are two blobby fat men who are like, steroids, uh uh-uh, cheeseburgers and fucking pull-ups, bro. Bill Eadie, the thinnest hair ever. Like, it's just grotesque. Also, they were concerned he was going to die in the ring. Also, Demolition was part of a lawsuit because it was originally someone else in the role of Smash, and they changed it up because they didn't feel he was good enough and just never really addressed it. He later sued the company, yeah. Jesus Christ. What you didn't do your research like I did on the
1: bus coming here? I did. But he was also uh he was also like a powerlifter with the Road Warriors and then he gets the gimmick of like demolition and then cuz they do that in the Road Warriors it was like an old uh DVD that the Fed released there was like a Road Warriors mini documentary and they basically like it's so funny when the Fed does stuff like that because they'll like they make like Barry D'Arso take like clearly it was vince's idea to have like okay we want like a road warrior style tag team
0: well you'd have to the road warriors i don't think it's a good formula it's an amazing formula it was also at the time incredibly revolutionary and you see that from that documentary of it's a power tag team that is the they're the they're sort of heels but they're the basically the first tweeners and how they basically became faces is they just beat the dog piss out of everybody and looked like they could do that. Because in that at that time, all the tag teams were like, this man looks lumpy. And the other guy's named Ole Anderson. <laughs> and they look like your dad shirtless after mowing the lawn getting a little fucking antsy after one too many miller uh miller genuine drafts and your older sister's boyfriend chet shows up and he's like hey mr anderson i was wondering if i could just have some of my jazz cigarettes and he was like no i don't think so queer uh, and then the road warriors show up and they you look sit like, when you pee you're a woman in my house
1: you sit when you pee you keep the door open and pee that's my dick Yo, Chet, Chet, you fucking
0: that pussy? That's my pussy till she's 18. <laughs> I will not fuck her because that is weird, but I want you to let you know you treat it with
1: respect. Now, you sit down when you pee. I'm a dad, all right? Yeah. I don't fuck my daughter. I just really want to. I didn't know that She my- looks like my wife when I used to eat her pussy. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. I don't done that for 20 years. Hey,
0: Chet, Chet. I didn't know my daughter was a lesbian because you're a woman. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the
0: idea of just an old man forcing a young man to sit down while he pees—that's
1: what I'm going to do,
0: Chet. You sit down when you pee.
1: It's cool. I would love to have one really weird house rule. <laughs> yeah, and anything in the house is yours. Just sit when you pee. You have what? to sit when you pee.
0: What, do, what? What do you mean? What do you mean I have to sit when I pee?
1: You keep the door open? Why do I have to keep the door open? And I will watch you pee. And I will make (laughs) sure you're sitting. Why don't you just put a camera in there? Just key lime pie, if you wanted it.
0: Oh, I love key lime pie. <laughs> anyway, uh, so accent smash debut, and they literally do exactly what the Road Warriors did,
1: um, just with droopy bodies. Droopy
0: it's, bodies. Uh, how bizarre is it? And th- Mr. Fuji. Let's let's quickly oh, talk yeah. about this. Is Mr. Fuji in the most racist phase? Because he's an Asian. He's a sneaky Asian mm-hmm. in a tuxedo who literally is probably were demolition. Oh, we'll do well.
1: a. <laughs> 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 he just like. Did they just pattern his dress after Odd Job? I think they patterned his dress
0: after the bad guy in Tintin. Really? Yeah. If you yeah, he or Odd Job also. He's, I think who they Tintin was patterning their dress after so I should shut the fuck up.
1: Really? Miso horny. Me. <laughs> that was so racist and wrong. Miso horny. <laughs> anyway,
0: um and then they uh, they have the split uh one of the best fucking reveals ever which is so they have this moment where um, uh, Mr. Fuji is setting up to do that s- thing where he holds the top rope and another guy falls off, falls over. Mm-hmm. But they do what looks like it's a reversal, but then the guy does it. Fuji doesn't do the spot. Then a second later, um, one of them, uh, I think it's Smash, then has it and Fuji pulls it down for him and is like, Oh, I got confused. I'm sorry. And then Axe mm-hmm. and Smash get into a fucking argument with him and the referee, um, Counts out. Uh, Smash. Ax is the only other person left in the Survivor Series match, so he's now in the match. Referee counts him out. They're both eliminated. Hands it over to the faces, and mm. they like go fucking crazy, and beat the like they just clothesline him one time and he's knocked on the ground. And you're like, what the fuck? And then the powers that, of pain come over and like help him up, and it's like, oh fuck, this was a plan all along. It was Warlord and Barbarian were like in on it. This is a whole thing so that they could win the match. Fucking great turnaround. Then they have the big uh, face-off. WrestleMania Five. Powers. uh, uh, Powers of Pain. The Demolition. Mr. Fuji wrestles. If you want to talk about droopy bodies, yamaha it's a pineapple. <laughs> in black trunks, the classic, you could always tell in the 80s, they really did this thing where they, based on ethnicity was the type of trunks you would wear. Okay. And in those days, all the Asian guys had the capri trunks where it would go about halfway down the yes. ankle. Yes. And then they would always have the Japanese flag small at the top on one of the hips. <laughs> yeah. And then... I, I miss these days when on the trunks it would say the name of the wrestler in weird printed text, but it wasn't lined up properly. So it said Mister Fuji in an odd diagonal on one ar- on one leg, other leg just a curly sword.
1: <laughs>
0: and uh, those they, might have been as
1: old tights. Like Fuji was a wrestler for years.
0: Yeah, he was uh, the long. I think one of the longest tag team champions ever. That's insane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Never
1: broke gimmick. Never broke him. What, was he also just like some guy? He was Italian supposedly
0: guy? not able to speak English very well, but he's from Hawaii and speaks English like he doesn't know how to speak Japanese very well. <laughs> of course, he's from Hawaii. Like, the more you go into wrestling, the more you're just like, they just looked at a guy and you're like, you're from Costa Rica. I'm Irish.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they just take like Italian guys from Detroit and be like, guess what you don't do? Speak English now. You're Arabic. And then like, just what? Live your life like that. Well,
0: it's like Hulk Hogan was supposed to be a giant Irish goon. What? Yeah, when Hulk Hogan first came to the Fed, that's where he, the name Hogan is like, we need an, I-, like, because it's Vince McMahon, he's like, we need one of those blonde Irish that nobody trusts, <laughs> that'll be you, <laughs> dye your hair red, and and Hulk Hogan was like, get fucked, I'm not dyeing my hair red, and he was like, fine then, get in the ring and wear a cape with Freddie Blassie.
1: Oh, when he first, first came Yeah, in, yeah, 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 right? yeah. Yeah! Oh my God, that's so funny. It's so funny to think about like all the prejudice Vince McMahon had, where people other people didn't have it. So he's like, "All right, we got a character. How about a guy? How about a guy who's black and uh, and he's, uh he's got my wallet?" What? <laughs> yeah, we'll call him Le- 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 Leroy. We'll call him Wallet, and he's a jazz singer, and I don't like that. <laughs>
0: So demolition goes along. Demolition then really gets fucked over. Basically, demolition was like a a giant S and M Hermans Hermits in the WWE Mm -hmm. to the Road Warriors Beatles. Unfortunately, the Beatles show up in '91 (laughs) Mm -hmm. and oh fuck was that? And that feud they did the only time I think the Fed has ever just been like, we didn't make these guys, but we're getting behind them. Yeah. And boy, oh boy, did they just beat the piss out of Demolition like a bunch of times. Uh, they added Crush because they were pretty sure Bill Eadie was gonna die, <laughs> and slowly phased out Bill Eadie. Eventually, it became Crush and Smash with a Master Fuji mm-hmm. as uh, as their uh, as their manager.
1: And is it not like weird? I-, I think I was trying to make this point before, but isn't it weird that the Fed were the guys without the gu- guys with the ripped bodies? Like Demolition seems like a like a Crockett idea because it's just like fuck we're well, get behind these guys i mean they're 64 their bodies are kind of droopy but fuck it if you ran to this guy in a bar you'd be terrified
0: it's actually a great point that's the only it's also the, it's the only it was also very much like the only time they just ran with another company's booking style and just used it and uh, deviated a lot from the classic WWE plot they got behind the guys from another company which they would never have done yeah if th- like it was now even if it was five years ago and WWE's co- or the power or Legion of Dudes coming in from TNA, Demolition would have literally teabagged them in the ring. Triple H would have come out, pedigreed them. For some reason, Scott Hall would have showed up <laughs> and just like danced around them, done the survey. Yeah. And then then they would have, like as they're getting up, then for some reason, Paige comes out, drop kicks one of them. Ric Flair then comes out, goes woo, drinks a kamikaze pisses on someone tries to (laughs) fuck a 16 year old girl (laughs) then michael cole comes out assisted by karma remember her amazing kong she comes out they double avalanche both of them and then they're still the number one contenders of the tag team championships
1: yeah and then give them a gimmick that's like a person on the message board yeah they're (laughs) demolition they're french for some reason because the paris attacks (laughs) happen it is but also like and and then by the time the road war i don't know this is, we're talking about the Road Warriors so much, but... Well, because
0: uh, the thing with Demolition is, again, Barry Darcy, the whole sort of point of this episode is he's an incredibly versatile performer, because if you look at a Crusher Khrushchev match,
1: he's this... Other than, but other than, like, Crusher Khrushchev, not even other than, his entire career is just like, we're like, all right, hey, Barry, you own a bowling alley, that's your character, Okay. And then he just goes out there and he does the exact same thing every time. Clothesline, and then he points to some woman in the row. You're fat. <laughs> <laughs> You're fat. <laughs> Everybody's fat. And then he and then he beats four people. And then some like intercontinental like some Dolph Dolph Ziggler equivalent comes up to him and beats him, and that's it.
0: Uh, all right. That's your point, yeah.
1: You know, like he's just a very he's a very good back when uh wrestling had the class system. Interesting. Remember with a class system of lower mid-card, mid-card, upper mid-card. Give examples in each while I take my hoodie off. Ooh, this is going to be 25 minutes. Um, All right, I'll lower. I guess I'll use the Attitude Era. Um, So lower mid-card would have been like hardcore Holly for a time. I uh, when he was Chad. in the job squad,
0: I would have said Chad when uh, the headbangers broke up and Mosh became Chad briefly and wrestled in boxer shorts. Oh, so Chaz. You
1: know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Lower mid card, uh, Mean Street Posse. Mean Street Posse. And then you get the mid card guys, like, let's see, like an Al Snow. A test. A test. And then you got the upper mid card, which would be like IC Champion. So Triple S.
0: H. That's where fucking Triple H was his best, when he was upper mid-card.
1: Yeah, when up Triple H was with the the original DX with China, he was upper mid-card. Yeah. And then... Uh, Gold made, dust, Owen Hart. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Guys who are like, we can... You could believe a main eventer, we could beat a main eventer, but it wouldn't happen that much. Like, we yeah, like do it it and then they would just smash us down.
0: It'd be a fucking struggle, but a very yeah. interesting, good match. Mm-hmm.
1: Whereas, like... Best example is Mark Merrill
0: brought in as upper mid card. Yeah. Very quickly, once his wife became incredibly popular. Oh, boy, was he opening fucking matches.
1: I heard about how fucking pissed off... uh Steve Austin was after that powerbomb or whatever.
0: Because he was he was about to go into a run with him in house shows, and he was like, you all can get fucked. That's not happening.
1: Yeah, just powerbombed. And them. I
0: got to be honest, I fucking when Mark Marrow came back and he was the boxer, I yeah. fucking loved his look. I thought that was so fucking TKO badass. TKO was a fucking amazing move. The TKO was an amazing move. The way he sold it is he was this arrogant boxer, but who's a wrestler?
1: I don't understand why they didn't run with that more. I thought it was fucking great. Yeah, but... I don't know. The uh, apparently Vince wanted Johnny B. Bad, and then they didn't own the copyright, so they're like, "Oh fuck."
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no. It
1: was it's a famous thing as he kept
0: talking to Jim Cornette about it, being like, "We gotta get that Johnny B. Bad," and Jim Cornette was like, "They own that. We can't get that." Yeah, 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 yeah. John, like he got so much money. Like he was the f- he was the first guy brought in on guaranteed money. We m- yeah, Mark Mallow. Mark, m- okay, let's just okay. We are deviating off the plot, but <laughs> this point needs to be made. What WCW. Brought in the following people on Guaranteed Money. Scott Hall, uh-huh. Kevin Nash. Vince McMahon brought in the white guy that WCW pretended was black for two years. <laughs> the the wild man, Mark Marrow. Yeah, they brought in a guy with a t-shirt cannon.
1: Give him that t-shirt cannon. It works.
0: I'm bad! <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm uh, bad! We need that, Johnny B. Bad. I need a Little Richard guy. Yeah. All right, you're not Little Richard anymore. You're Elton John. <laughs> yeah, you're not Little Richard anymore. You're the bouncer of a strip club.
0: <laughs>
1: you really did look like the bouncer of a strip club.
0: Anyway, uh back to Barry Darso. So Barry Darso, so demolition runs its course, and then within weeks he is trim, he is slim, he's wearing a trench coat and stealing shit. He's the repo man.
1: It literally is three months. It's because they lose they lose their final match pinned by the bulldog. Uh, in August of ni- like late August ninety one, and then before the end of the year, he's a Repo Man. And I
0: don't know what was the Repo Man I found so captivating as a fucking gimmick as a kid because there's something about the fact that he just he had a mask he was like made to look like a rat.
1: Yeah, exactly. Right. He looks like well, because the thing was um, he repo looked like man. he looked like fucking. Oh my god, what was that cartoon? Chippendale Rescue Rangers. You look like the bad guys in Chippendale Rescue Rangers. are rats. I'm very good. Yeah, 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 with the with the with the goddamn uh masks. Yeah, baby. Everything I just said. It was yeah, you look like a rat, but also they just they Vince clearly someone in that office clearly watched the movie Repo Man and with Emilio Estevez and just took some shit from that. I never saw that movie. What's the plot? It's just like it's just an annoying punk movie. It's made by punks. I don't like it. Who are just like everything the whole thing is like no logos no logos so like everything in the movie is like when he oh, he drinks a beer and it's labeled beer and he drinks like cereal and it's labeled cereal like there's no logos on anything weird what's also strange is the reaper man
0: came in at the beginning of the wrestlers need occupations but this is before they got to just be like garbage man rock star go fuck yourself <laughs> at this point it was He's a repo man. He steals things. So he stole things like the million dollar belt, someone's car. Yeah, I think he tried to repossess the snake at one point.
1: He did this great thing too, where he would come out, he would come out and take things from kids. Like clearly set up, but so funny. Where kids would just have like, sign my hat, and he would just take the hat and just keep on going to the ring. Like there is not a second of like taking in. What he's doing? Like, oh, I'm, am I gonna take the hat? Yes, I'm gonna take the hat. He's just like hat, yeah. t-shirt, hat. Like it was just football oh man. All of his jacket. Oh man, he was so good. I loved him, and I love you. What was his finishing move?
0: Uh, I think it was uh, quickly oh. losing the match and going to the back <laughs> and counting his money.
1: Reap. I just love the way because wrestling is missing that. Like everyone kind of comes out and they're they come out. Everyone comes out, they have their shitty fucking theme song done by Filter, the, they come out, they do their taunt at the top of the ring, they walk to the ring, Uh, they come in, they taunt again, they do the eight moves they do. No one's coming out in a long trench coat, stealing stuff from children.
0: Yeah, no one's, it, it, the thing is, the is you didn't really need to see him wrestle. Very, sort of the opposite of Skinner, who was also around at the same time, who was a crocodile man. which is basically like the Revo man what was interesting about him was that entrance he would steal something he would laugh that was about it but he was just a heel for heel's sake which I think actually wrestling could use now and again now just a guy that's just a fucking dick bag and you're like oh let's just boo this fucking guy and whoever you put him in the ring with that's the guaranteed face he'll always side with like Ted DiBiase and the other sort of like perennial heels in your company and it was just very interesting it was also interesting
1: I like having like yeah like you said a guy who's a heel yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, bad guy. Yeah. Like it's just the notion what, of disrespect. And that's what Barry Carso's entire career was. I guess Repo Man is the only one where he wouldn't be like Shut up Like that was it. Yeah, no, that was not the one where he, Shut up, you're fat. <laughs> Shut up, you're fat <laughs> That's Barry Darso, everybody.
0: <laughs> uh, fat So Barry Darso after Repo Man, I think he gets injured for a time, debuts in WCW. WCW. As the blacktop bully. He's uh, against the natural Dustin Rhodes. It is implied that they have a history um, from their past. This is a classic WCW booking maneuver, which is we brought in a new wrestler. How are we going to make him seem important? Well, let's just tell people that he knew the other guy from his past and never <laughs> explain it because we don't pay things off because we're WCW. They have only one match, I believe, which is the King of the Road match. Let me explain it to you. We already teased it earlier, but I'll explain it again. They get a semi tractor trailer, um, you put it onto a semi truck. Mm-hmm. They drive it down a highway in Ala fucking Bama. The way to win the match is an air horn has to go off. And um, are your flatmates complaining about our loud noise, Dylan? No. They're just going to get up and start jacking off in the hallway. Nice. Um, so they have to get up and get an air horn. It started in the pre-show because I remember watching the pre-show. This was uncensored. WCW's pay-per-view where they went, everyone in this company's gone crazy, so we're doing an unsanctioned pay-per-view.
1: This is uh, this is also if you, if you think like, because wrestling now is very paint by numbers and like there's no new ideas. And If you guys want to see the exact opposite of that, just watch WCW, where every four months they'd be like, we need something to happen. Okay, get me, Darso. He drives a truck, and yeah. I don't know, let's do a match on a truck. It's and, WCW. Uh, uh,
0: All right, it's been four months since we did something. Hello, Kevin Sullivan? Can you put paint on your face and claim to be the Taskmaster? Good, con- see you in a bit.
1: Convince Haku to get a sex change, and uh, he yeah. makes a, and he's the barbarian now. Tape them together, they're one person.
0: Can you get... Oh, God, can't wait for the Kevin Sullivan episode. It's just going to be me doing uh, uh, Prince Iakea just... Hello, Master, the Great White Tiger. Oh, it's fucking amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Don't put your hat, my hat on. It's so
1: visual. And <laughs> also, you'll get your psoriasis flakes all on oh, the inside. Oh, yeah. It'll be the best thing that ever happened to you. You're gee. You get pregnant with having a sweet dick. <laughs> um,
0: so they have the King of the Road match. The point of the match is you have to just blow the horn that's at the front of the semi-truck and fight to do it. Caused a lot of controversy because they weren't supposed to be able to bleed. The problem is, is they're in a fucking chicken wire cage on an actual highway to the point that there is a part where the, car, the <laughs> truck has to slow down because there's a car in front of it, Jesus, and Christ. they just fall down. Fuck.
1: Like, it's insane. This is also... No, a year later would be the the Roddy Piper Goldust chase. Yeah, the where year later the would J be where they just used chase. the
0: OJ chase. Jesus Christ. <laughs> so. And again, the reason why they did that, that whole thing, was to cover up for the fact that Scott Hall went, Gold bust is, Goldust is gay, I don't like gays, goodbye. <laughs> that is never talked about that. Clearly Scott Hall knows that that person is not a homosexual, so he has nothing to be concerned about, but he's like, no, no, no. I don't want people to think that I'm
1: one of them quays. And so he fucks off. I I saw a thing on him basically saying that he didn't do that. Uh, and he was like... Isn't that what you would say? That's no, but exactly that's Vince's... He, is, it was, he, he basically very calmly just throws it on Vince where he's just like, yeah, man, Vince wanted me to go farther than I was willing to. Like, Vince wanted him to come on TV and be like, Reza Ramon, Heats, he Giga <laughs> like, it was just like he basically every every week, to reiterate, I'm Razor Ramon, gay people are bad. <laughs> like, he wanted, like, a six-week build of... Gold Dust hitting on him and then Razor Ramon doesn't like gay people. I think that was one of it. Razor Ramon doesn't like that. So that's basically said by Vince
0: McMahon. So yeah, Blacktop Bully, Dustin Rhodes, and Blacktop Bully are fired, leading to Dustin Rhodes going back to the Fed or going to the Fed. Ah, no, back to the Fed. He actually debuted in the Fed against Ted DiBiase way back in '90. Fuck, am I a fucking nerd? And um, he
1: doesn't go back to the Fed.
0: Dustin does.
1: Oh, Dustin does. Yes, he. Sorry, Garso is fired for a time, but then comes back. As Mr. Hole-in-One buried ourselves.
0: Dylan, take it from here. Your favorite fucking character.
1: (laughs) He he would (laughs) beat guys, and he had a good finishing move. And then what he would do is bring out a putting green, and he would
0: putt. No, no. He would do the putting green first, which is before the match. If they could get a (laughs)
1: hole-in-one,
0: he would let them
1: win. Mm -hmm. And while they were trying to putt, he just beat the dog piss out of them with a golf club. He's one of my favorite WCW Saturday Night characters where I don't think I ever watched him lose. Like I I, I don't think, think he, he ever did. Because I think him he, and would Judy just, he would just he would just murder undefeated wrestlers in the history of WCW. We would just murder jobbers and then I would watch Nitro and then he'd lose and I'd be like, "Hmm, I don't think I like the idea of Mr. Hole-in-One losing." In my mind, this is a new Goldberg that's better. And he <laughs> would just and he would just do that. And then he was brought in. I don't even remember ever seeing him wrestle on um, uh, Nitro. He would wrestle from the odd time, and it'd be like, there's Barry Darso, and he'd come up with his golf club and be like, you're fat, you're <laughs> fat, everyone's fat. Shut up, you're fat. If you can make the putt, I-I-K, yeah, then I won't uh, beat the shit out of you.
0: And then it, he would miss the putt. Cause. And in this corner from Minneapolis, Minnesota, looking like the concept of beer drinking, it's Mr. Hole
1: in Liver,
0: Barry <laughs> <Dessel>. <laughs>
1: He really pulled off that gimmick because he looked like an asshole golfer. Yeah, he looked
0: exactly like...
1: He looked like a guy who mows his lawn, but all the time. He looked like the kind of guy that you're playing golf and you're fucking around, and he's like, Hey,
0: hey. Be taken seriously. Hey, let's move along here. Hey, just the kind of guy you're like. The kind of guy you're barbecuing, and he comes up to you and goes, "You gotta flip those sausages." And you're like, "How about I fucking barbecue and you eat the fucking free food, you fat
1: fuck?" <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: how where does he go from Mister Hole in
1: One? He goes to the Indies. He tags with Rick Fuller. Oh, do you remember Rick Fuller? No, I don't. He's a barrel-chested man, of course long he hair. Was. Um. But how I think how full were Rick Fuller's lips. <laughs> you have to talk about Darso in the way that the man had about a thirteen year wrestling career, so about as long as it should have been. A thirteen 13- and he had
0: never not in a major company. I don't know enough about baseball, but he always sort of struck me as he's always been he was like a third string pitcher, but he bounced between like the
1: Mets, the Yankees, the Cubs. Because in that era, he was always like, he he had a, he had a good enough he was big enough that if you put him against a jobber, he looks like a pro wrestler, like he's like you know he's probably about the size of John Cena, no, but without the body type thing, with a a thick cock, with a thick man dick, yes. So he's but he's not uncut. It's uncut. (laughs) But he also strikes me as a guy who, if he did steroids, they didn't take effect the way he wanted. <laughs> I think if you
0: see Demolition, I'm sure that they were on the gas for that gimmick, and it
1: boy oh boy it did it not
0: work. Like, Billy Eadie, he just got, like, a wide movie theater chest.
1: <laughs> yeah, they all just look like tough old men, Yeah, whereas, like, the Road Warriors looked like, you know, two... The Road Warriors basically were two Ultimate Warriors, but they could move better.
0: Yeah. Oh, you gotta see, on uh, Survivor Series, I think it's 91... The Road Warriors do a promo with the Ultimate Warrior. Unintelligible.
1: <laughs> oh man, the Road Warriors have one of the best promos of all time. we'll do a Road Warriors episode, but it's on uh, when it's it's when the Attitude Era. I, I've I've for sure told you this before, but he's like New Age Outlaws. You think you're tough? The only t- the only alarm clock we had in Chicago was a rat biting my dick. <laughs> we trained for this match by going to Chicago. Beating up everyone on the street. So it basically implies they roam around Chicago beating the shit out of homeless people. And then they go to sleep and a rat bites their dick and they wake (laughs) up and they do it all again. They just terrorize the homeless community. These men in face paint are beating homeless people to death. so weird. And they're champions.
0: In the south? Because they were in a southern wrestling company. So they're not from Chicago. They're from Minneapolis. They're like Nikita... Crush Barry Darso, all the, the Road Wars all started together in Minneapolis. But huh, um for some reason in the south they think Chicago is just a savage land. So they were just like, Yeah, you'd be from Chicago.
1: They'd be from Chicago. Like you wouldn't go like I hear there's a lot of black people in Chicago that's bad. Yeah. Exactly. They're like they're from
0: that integrated metropolis that is Chicago, Illinois.
1: Well it must be weird to be Barry Darso and be literally and to be weight training with Hawk and Animal and they're doing steroids and they look like fucking like monsters and then you just you you do steroids and you power lift and you're strong too you probably lift as much as those guys mm-hmm. but your body just looks like oh look a plumber but the thing know? is is that he didn't he wasn't also doing crack
0: or stressed out that your best friend is doing crack
1: yeah he had a, he didn't have, like, a rise and a fall. He just kind of had, like, a...
0: He was a middle management, man. He was catching a check. You know what I mean? Like, he's probably got a reasonably
1: nice house. Oh, for sure. He's probably moved on to, like, sell cars pretty well. Because, like, oh, it's Barry Darso. <laughs> like, hey, wait a minute. Are you the repo man?
0: Ha, 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 ha. that hat. You're fat. Shut up.
1: <laughs> You're fat. Shut up. Yeah, exactly. And, um... I just clicked on a link to said in popular culture, and it literally mentions all. Just all it mentions is that Adam Pierce looks like him, <laughs> <laughs> which he does. Repro he, to be to be fair, he either I think he had a very good career. Um, he had a career. I don't, I'm tr- I'm torn towards thinking either Barry Darso came across, came along too late because he could have been a very good like. Like, if he comes along in the 70s, he might get, like, a pretty serious push just because he's he's a big guy and you didn't need to have that, like, straight cut-up body. I
0: disagree. He could have gotten that same push in the early 80s as sort of a heel for Hogan. I just think that I think... a I don't think his work was ever spectacular. Like, he has about 10 moves that he always did in varying succession. Like, you would always see a clothesline, some sort of, like, quick
1: suplex maybe,
0: then... Point in the ra- point to the front row. Shut up, you fat! <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's crazy though. He did all right. So we went to school with Kurt Henning, Rick Rude, Tom Zink, the Berserker, and Nikita Koloff. Holy fuck! And he was a bouncer with the Road Warriors. How? So many of those people are dead. Not Darso. He's still calling women fat, <laughs> and I'm assuming Zayers. Get out of my way! <laughs> you're fat. That's the repo man. Shut up, you <laughs> fat. Shut up. You're fat. That's his whole career. And you need guys like that. You need guys who just, ladies and gentlemen, a heel. Like ladies and gentlemen. Bob Darso. What is your character? I don't like you. I don't else? you? <laughs> Not really. <laughs> this I'm is almost Cartman. like you. Shut up, you <laughs> Um, Favorite thing about Barry Darso? Uh, you gotta say, vers- I I like, just like what we've been talking about, I like that he's like, uh, you're a repo man. Alright, you're fat. You're Russian. <laughs> yeah, you're fat. Like, it was just like, it was kind of like whatever, it's like, whatever character, he's like, oh, this is gonna sound, this is gonna sound ridiculous, but in a way, in a way, he's the Robert De Niro of wrestling. B- whatever character. Wow. Whatever character you want him to play. Barry Darso's showing up. You don't, you're a magical wizard, and here's your wand, and you float to the ring. All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. The magical wizard, Darso. Fat. You're fat. <laughs> Shut up. Your wife's fat. Everybody coming out here, you got fat wives. You're fat. <laughs> I'm just like, okay. <laughs>
0: well, Barry. Ladies and gentlemen, coming to the ring, the newest member of the NWO, Mr. Barry Darso. Shout up, you're
1: fat. <laughs> it was actually crazy. That We're that taking I, I, over that
0: you're <laughs> going on a diet because you're fat. <laughs>
1: Survey says you're fat. <laughs> Especially, it's like, it was great because it was, he was one of those guys for like, you're also kind of fat. You're like, no, no, you're fat. <laughs> <laughs> Just so frustrating. Oh, I love it, Barry. What part of Russia are you from? <laughs> Place where <laughs> fat <that> people you're fat. <laughs> <Yeah, yeah, yeah. laughs> Place where we jog, fat fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it would have been great to see Barry Darso in ECW. Like, oh my god. <laughs> Send man you're fat. <laughs> Barry Darso is finally unleashed. Yeah. Fat,
0: fat, fat,
1: fat, fat.
0: <laughs> come on, I want to lay me. You're not fat yet. I got a fat neck. <laughs> yeah, make yeah, you no, be a, yeah. I'll make you
1: fat. with come. <laughs> I'm actually surprised they never brought Barry Darso in. Like... Well, that's an interesting thing. If and they were going to, basically he gets fired from uh, WCW in 95, and then he has two years in the Indies.
0: Yeah, after the Blacktop Bully incident. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. And, uh And then goes to WCW. So they had it. I certainly, <laughs> even Paul Heyman was like, no. Yeah.
0: <laughs> no. I, the most skilled painter, cannot put my brush on that Landscape. Shut up, you
1: fat. (laughs) He totally would have said. Uh, Darso just never gets out of character. Or does he just, all he thinks is everyone's fat. Fat. (laughs) We
0: are, by the way, basing this on one video of WCW Saturday Night where he points to the front row and goes, Shut up, you're fat.
1: (laughs) Well, because people would boo on WCW Saturday Night, and he would walk down to the ring, and he had this like great walk he would do with that he was putting with a putting green, <laughs> with a putting green and a putter, and then he would slow down and be like,
0: "Shut up!"
1: <laughs> oh my god, he makes he makes me laugh so hard. But you just <laughs> he's like, yeah. I mean, Mark Henry would always talk during his matches, like I'm gonna kick the fucking shit out of you. Like he would just like stuff like that, and uh, Barry Darso really picked up the mantle. He was very—he was a lot better at swearing at the crowd than he was at promos, which is frustrating. Like <laughs> it sounds weird, but I—I I placed his promos as being far better than they were when I watched it again.
0: What you—you th- thought his promos were way better after some reevaluation?
1: No, I thought his promos were way better until you watched them. Like you have to understand the way—he's
0: way- he's late '80s promos. Like his promos were literally like, "Smash! What are you gonna do? We're gonna get in there. And you know what's gonna happen? We're gonna call you fat. All right." <laughs> <laughs> We are the intergalactic
1: demolition. Mr. Fuji's fat. Yeah. You're fat. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that. Hey,
0: Foods the Stew. What oh, we're going to do, we're going to build a train out of you because that's what your ancestors did, probably. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. And also, you have to remember what demolition would always end with a weird face. Like, they'd always be like, ah, and like, pierce their lips like they were in kiss or something like that.
1: <laughs> and then this that's Gordon's thought was intimidating and in this corner it's your fat shut up just go yeah, be man, shut, up. <laughs> shut up you're <laughs> fat it's <laughs> just based off one inside joke this whole episode um it's but all right tough. so best thing about uh darso Darcel- you've also said three best things about him by the way yeah 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 oh yeah, no, okay. yeah best thing uh, just to reiterate it's his versatility and it's the way he just would show up and you you asked him th- it's just like you ask be- you, hey can you paint the house black no, red. <laughs> like, it's just that's. <laughs> and people were like, actually, red looks pretty good. He was just like, he I just, told you
0: like, so. Shut up.
1: <laughs> like, he's like, like it was like when in the Autonomous Wrestling, and he's like, all right, first of all, you hold an arm bar for a really long time and then tell someone to shut up. <laughs> you what know, makes them mad? Calling him fat. <laughs> Get out there and be the best Darso you can be. And he was like, "I have been born. <laughs> I am a man now." Hello, everybody, and welcome to Barry Darso Alive.
0: Let me begin my one-man show by saying you're all fat. <laughs> Second thing. I, I was born, age two, grew mustache, age four, lost all hair. Age age 5, push-ups. Age 15, find out about meatball subs. Age 18, become wrestler. Age 21, clothesline invented by me. Shut up, you're fat. Age 27, join demolition. Look like I'm 44. Age, shut up.
1: Shut up, you're You're fat. fat. Um, screen comes over. I completely agree. Best thing five about him. stars. Best
0: thing about him is his versatility. I think he's also just an interesting because that kind of wrestler can't exist anymore. This person that bounces back and forth between you know majors and indie uh, promotions.
1: Yeah, kind of like the the small build of like how you would see a guy beat jobbers and then he would lose to any real wrestler, but he would beat jobbers. Yeah, and exactly. Like D'Arso's kind of like the last one of those guys where.
0: I would say no, I'd say Hardcore Holly or Tommy Dreamer are the last one of those guys where it's like, I know this guy could be good, but he's going to lose to John Morrison right now.
1: But Tommy Dreamer would never get a win on TV, like he only loses. Yeah, like
0: Tommy Dreamer for a guy who's pretty well over with any sort of wrestling fan in the know, wow, has he never won a match. Outside of ECW, who has like, never won a match. Even in ECW, he lost most matches. If he, yeah. if Raven, unless Raven was leaving the company, he was losing a fucking match. He fucking lost a
1: match to Jerry Lawler. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah. Well, Tommy Dreamer just did the job. He's, a, uh, from what I surmised, he's the nicest man with mafia connections you could ever. Yeah. Like. All right. So he's worst, the thing nicest
0: th- man who loves fucking people. I mean, <laughs> the
1: worst thing about Barry Darso. You could probably say his wrestling ability in promos. I was <laughs> <Like, laughs> going to say, he, the
0: one issue with Barry Darso is his skills as a professional wrestler and talker. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, he's a doctor who can wear the fuck out of a lab coat, and that's where it ends.
1: But it's just, yeah, it's like... You should see him fill out a prescription pad. Great at that. Do not let him touch your heart. He looks kind of intimidating. Yeah. In the ring. You get what you get. He, he's going he's gonna to tell people they're fat... And he's going to beat up some guy named Ted, Janet. who then is going to go to work on Monday as an accountant.
0: He's going to let people know that they're And what's fat? your worst thing about Barry Darso? My, I was about to say his in-ring ability. Yeah. When Bill Eadie is known as the workhorse of your tag team.
1: And you're like in your 20s? Yeah. <laughs> we need to get. We need a solid worker. Bill Eadie. Darso's just calling P.A.'s <laughs> fat. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you eating that? Get away from the craft table fat. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think this is the greatest episode we've ever recorded. You're a fat shut up. And um, um, Dylan, let's go to the outro.
1: Here's the outro. Shut up, you bit. What another stellar episode we've done. Right, Dylan? Yes. No meandering whatsoever. No.
0: Very much on point. Now, let's get back to the important business at hand. You want to read about us, you can go to our website, which is?
1: Angelfire.com thewrestlerreview.com dot com, real. That's a real thing. Go sign our guest book. We have a weather page. You can see what the weather's like <laughs> in one city. Which city? London. <laughs>
0: Good. And okay. then you can follow us on Twitter at the John Hastings
1: at Dylan Gott D Y L A N G O. Double up that T. And we're gonna create one for the show called the Wrestler Review.
0: We already have. I for- always forget that we have that Twitter account already.
1: Follow the show on Twitter at The Wrestler Review. We'll retweet the thing, so just follow us. It's all nebulous. Anyway, I love all of you. I love you. As people and as lovers, we are all one. We are Ouroboros. We are a human centipede. This stinks too long.